Greetings, Low Voltage Nation. This is episode two of MSP Weekly with Brandon Weber and myself, Blake Ermis. Tonight, we're going to talk with Chris Tiffany. I don't know where this guy finds all the time to do all the things that he does, but he does it. So let's get after it. So, yeah, Chris Tiffany, uh, company name is All IT USA, and uh, and I really appreciate you, you know, first and foremost, coming on the show, uh, MSP Weekly, uh, but also contributing quite a bit. Uh, you've been in the Ambassador Mastermind meeting a couple times, and you actually contributed to getting the uh, the data rack um, all squared away with. Uh, with the first meetup, which is pretty exciting. Um, you will be attending as well, uh, is what I hear. So we've been talking about that. That is the plan there. So we've got the, uh, got the hotels booked. So I should be there all weekend, probably grabbing the, uh, fiance with. So, um, getting a little, little non work related stuff in, in Nashville, but, uh, uh, plenty of time for some work, uh, work related chit chat too. So should be a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're staying at the Marriott across, uh, from the Cambria Hotel downtown. Yep, yep. I'll be there at the JW. Dude, so. dude we're gonna have so much fun. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be a blast. That's for sure. I love I that. It's a great so property cool. there. Yeah, we also got Brandon Weber. He's the, he's the host of the show. So we're doing MSP Weekly, a little bit different format. But Brandon, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it over to you, man. Just kind of, you just run, run the uh, the questions uh, that you want to ask uh, Chris from the MSP side. Yeah. So first off, thanks for coming, Chris. We uh, appreciate hey. having you here. Thanks for having and, me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So I know you have three different company names. What one do you like to go by? Sprinter IT, All IT, or the uh, CPR one? You know, so it's a kind of funny story. I actually literally just had a meeting on this today with uh, one of my other senior guys. Um, and I think uh, we, we kind of split the company between Sprinter IT and, and All IT USA. And I think we're going to kind of keep operating under the Sprinter IT as the primary. Um, so on Instagram, we're still All IT USA. Um, but in general, our, our overall brand is, is going to stick with the, uh, the Sprinter brand. And the CPR, cell phone repair side, is just my retail uh retail stores um that i have as well those are part of that franchise so uh, different nice. companies different things there uh, but in general the, the brand we're going to kind of be pushing forward and getting a bunch of stickers ordered up for so that we can uh you know give marco a run for his money uh is uh the sprinter brand so very nice yeah it kind of sounds like the similar thing we're going through right now of trying to figure out differentiating the msp side from our retail side problem is retail side's been there for over 40 years yep. and the msp side's <laughs> only been around for about 10 years so it's like okay where are we gonna go with this and yep. uh, that's one of the goals for 2020 is hashing that out figuring out what name we're gonna go under and all that so definitely know where you're coming from so how long have you guys been in business i uh, started this company about uh well 11 years ago come march so 10 and three quarters now um, so not, not quite the 40 years, but, uh, long <laughs> enough. Did you jump right into being an MSP or did you start with the cell phone repair in the retail store? I actually started in the commercial IT side, um, started with, uh, some of you guys, some of the listeners out there might be, uh, uh, knowledgeable on the, the, the kind of the platform world. Um, I started, you know, started this company pretty much right when I turned 18. I had a couple of business customers, some, uh, you know, professors and, and other folks at college that I, uh, you know, helped fix computers or did their, their IT stuff for, um, but uh, hopped on on force pretty early <clears throat> and actually Field Solutions back in the day before they became Field Nation, or what should I say, acquired by. 
Field Nation. Um, first contract I ever held pretty much was for, for IBM doing all the IBM info print, uh, laser printer work pretty much for the state of Wisconsin. So, um, kind of started, cut my teeth there, doing a lot of, uh, a, a pretty large variety of different, you know, tickets, work orders, stuff like that. Um, and quickly kind of expanded off of that. Um, just a brief kind of history there. We kind of had, was open for about five or six months out of my house sort of a deal. Um, and then had a small office space for about nine months and then retail store shortly thereafter. Um, and then we ended up with, uh, I've had three different, three, three retail stores. We're down to two retail stores right now. Um, and I was partnering on a couple of other stores as well. Um, over the years, you know, we were in the cellular service game, stuff like that, as well as growing the, the commercial IT side, always with a, a pretty heavy focus on infrastructure, wiring, and data com. Um, but then we really, really broke the MSP side off uh, probably about three years ago now um, to really run on its own, separate from, you know, the retail division or even the infrastructure division. Very nice. Yeah, I kind of am feeling the same way if I want that separation between the retail and the MSP side. So it's two completely separate businesses. I mean, yes, there is the overlap, but I really don't want people to think that, hey, we're just a retail store that's doing business IT on top of it. It's it's hard to make that separation. And I think the the turning point for me one day was we were uh, we were full MSP, security, infrastructure, everything for a local country club. And we're there doing the, the, the build out, you know, and during remodel and uh, electrician came up to me and we start chit chatting. He's like, oh, aren't you guys that cell phone repair store over there? Uh, you guys do computers, right? Like I've got an Xbox that needs fixing. And I'm like, you know, that's that's how we're seen you know, because the greater visibility is the retail side. And, you know, I didn't mind that because, Hey, it turned into a, a computer coming in. Um, but what, you know, what it told me was, you know, we weren't seen as, Oh, that low voltage company or that managed services company, that it company, it was, Oh, that cell phone computer repair company from up on the North side of town. Um, which isn't, you know, we didn't mind that, but that's not the brand we were looking to go for, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the same boat I'm in where it's, hey, we're that retail store that everybody comes to or the mom and pop shop. We're also the big recycling company in town that has all this used equipment and all that. And I don't really want to be seen as that. I want to make sure they understand that, hey, we're here. We're going to cover your security. We're going to cover everything. So that's, again, why we're trying to figure out where we need to make that separation. So. Absolutely. And I highly encourage it for anyone, anyone out there kind of in the same boat make that break, uh, make that financial break. You know, we don't have any employees left that are crossover. You know, I'm really the only one every once in a while for short staff somewhere, somebody will hop in. But, uh, other than that, I mean, ownership, you know, LLC taxes, accounting, everything's separate. Um, and that's, that's really the way to go. Um, on top of the fact that, you know, as retail landscape changes, as MSP changes, as, you know, if you ever want to sell any of those divisions, it's a lot easier with separate brands and separate, you know, separate entities. Um, and at that point, you know, they can kind of become a, uh, not to be harsh, but you know, a piece on your balance sheet, if you will, uh, an item you own, um, and a lot easier to kind of manage its growth. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have no idea what the retail landscape is going to look like in five years either, because when we started it in 1990, I mean, yeah, it was five years old, but I've, grown up in it. And in the early 2000s, there was probably 20, 30, 40 computer stores in Rochester. And now we're down to ugh, like four, four or five. 
I mean, yep. it's it's <laughs> really dropped down heavily. And I mean, one of the biggest companies that you saw advertisements everywhere, all over the place, billboards everywhere, they shut down in about 2005 because just the landscape was changing so quickly. Computers started to become a throwaway device almost. So, absolutely, it's a it's a very different uh, very different landscape now, and I anticipate over the next five years or so, you know, it changing drastically, which is one of the reasons kind of split the retail out and yeah. went the cpr route which was great for us not not great for everyone um but uh was was the right move i feel like for us at least so it really allowed our msp side to kind of take front and center focus uh locally on its own brand and and push towards expansion on that side which is really what we're you know what we're looking to do so yeah very nice so in this 10 11 years how many uh how many employees have you grown to uh, we're at about 18 right now, um, give or take. We've got a few contractors that we use um, as well, uh, depending on the, the day. Uh, we run decently slim on the employee side. I mean, we don't run pretty much any part-time employees. It's all full-time employees. And even our contractors are basically all full-time full-time contractors with us. Uh, you know, they'll occasionally do some work elsewhere, but it's, it's almost exclusively with us. Uh, Very nice. So we're about, about 18 full-time right now. Very nice. So across the three brands, what are the different types of services that you offer? Sure. So on the, uh, what's currently the all IT USA side, but, but is going to probably be switched over to the Sprinter Datacom <laughs> side is, uh, primarily nationwide infrastructure. Um, if you follow us on Instagram or all green lights on Instagram, you'll see a lot of the work, um, you know, new construction, remodeling, uh, a lot of vet clinics. We do a lot of some in the, the, uh, recreational, uh, and medical marijuana scenes, stuff like that, retail infrastructure, copper fiber, um, security access control, stuff like that, primarily targeting larger, uh, larger multi-location companies. We do some work with MSPs as well that don't do infrastructure for those larger projects. Um, and then the Sprinter business solutions side is our managed services side based out of Wausau, Wisconsin there. And, uh, that side that does mostly your, your normal MSP work, you know, all your computer network, you know, uh, Wi-Fi, everything like that, as well as we're, uh, we're pretty big on the VoIP side. Um, so we do a lot of, a lot of VoIP there, uh, as well, decent number nationwide. And then of course in Wisconsin, and then on the CPR cell phone repair side, we've got two stores in Stevens Point and Wausau. And that's pretty much, uh, you know, walk-in residential or small business, whatever, uh, computer repair, new computers, pre-owned computers, a lot of cell phone sales, service repair, you know, screens, jacks, mics, ports, all that fun stuff. Um, we sell a lot of devices. We do a lot of corporate buybacks on that side as well. So, you know, if, uh, you know, some, we have a lot of insurance companies that provide company provided devices to their employees. And then, you know, life cycle management, as those come out, we buy those, um, they get either refurbished or, or scavenged parts, you know, wiped everything like that, and then turned around back into the secondary market. Um, so that's kind of the, the greater, uh, broad range of things. Uh, we don't really do any web SEO, any of that kind of stuff. We have a partner company that does, um, but we stay mostly out of the programming and virtual side of things. Very nice. So as you were saying, you do a lot of national work. Is it split 50, 50 where like you have half the business here in just central Wisconsin and half is national, or is it a little bit teetering to one side or the other? Revenue wise, it's probably uh, about 65% national, 45% or so, or, or 35% 
the local um man hours per se and labor wise most of it's uh probably more uh local yeah and with the cell phone repair i know in some of the msp groups that we're in a lot of guys are saying like we've gotten out of that it's just too hard there's too many kiosks in the malls or like the you break we fix company that's coming into town that's doing it are you still finding good revenue from doing the cell phone repair and that type of stuff yeah i mean that scene has changed a lot over the years it's the reason why we moved that side to the cpr brand i mean nationwide now it's pretty much you break i fix which got bought out by Ashuri on this summer cpr cell phone repair which got bought out by assurance last month um which we're a part of and then batteries and bulbs and that's kind of the three big players in the market um all franchise uh companies and they all have you know direct relationships with apple and with uh you know any of the big players um some you know have more relationships than others but uh it it's still profitable um you know if you're an msp i wouldn't necessarily say oh go add cell phone repair on um unless you have the staff and you already have the infrastructure you know it's not the heyday of 2010 anymore in that industry um but it's one of those deals once you're already in it it's hard to really justify leaving it uh it's also like anything retail and like anything franchise uh, you make your money off doors, you know, you make your money off having three, four, five, seven, ten doors, which is kind of our goal on that side is to keep expanding it. Um, it's not, you know, I think we're long past the days of, of bringing home, you know, six or seven figures off of one store. It just doesn't really happen. Um, you know, especially in retail these days with Amazon, with everything like that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, where we've seen a lot of our revenue changes, not so much on the new build side, but just like what you're doing with lifecycle management and all that. Uh, my father actually started a company years ago that was buying back equipment from whether it be Kodak, Xerox, whoever, and refurbishing them and then reselling them. And I mean, that's the thing that really is still making the money is refurbishing old business grade machines and then reselling those. Uh, that that's been the real money maker. I mean, it's just problem is people go to Best Buy and they're like, well, I can buy a $400 computer here. Why is that better than, or why is yours better than what you're selling me for 600, 700 or be it. And now the fact that they're selling gaming machines and all that, it's the, the retail side for computers is just drastically changing. So. Absolutely. And that's, that's the same deal here. You know, we make more money off of uh, pre-owned, certified pre-owned uh, handsets and computers, laptops, gaming systems, etc. cetera, uh, you know, drones, whatever, uh, than we do off of that same repair. Uh, but, it, you know, that service mix is what also brings the traffic in the door, which door swings are door swings. So, you know, it's it's kind of a whole industry on its own there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on the VoIP side, so you're actually one of the reasons that I recently switched from free PBX to 3CX because I've seen you talk about it so much in the groups and just talk about how amazing it is. And I've started slowly switching some of my customers over to it. And I got to say, so much happier with 3CX than free PBX. And I know you guys have a, a new project. You've been trying to roll that out nationwide where you're pushing hosted 3CX to a lot of... Uh, customers out there if you want to speak on that a little yeah i mean we started uh we started carrying 3cx a few years ago we'd switched off of Grandstream uh as a hosted solution um us and another kind of sister company down in the milwaukee market and uh i i couldn't tell you exactly how many lines we're up to now or handsets i know we're up over over a thousand instances right now between the two of us um so we've got a lot of 
a lot of uh, systems out there, and 3CX definitely rocks. I mean, the the first thing I'll tell anyone is, you know, with 3CX, you're you're buying or you're you're selling a a phone system. You're not selling a seat on someone's system like you would with your, you know, next. Tivas or your Ring Centrals or whatever, where that customer's a seat on a system with 3CX. It is a full blown system, cloud hosted, whatever. But that means there's also the maintenance, there's the 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 configuration, the support of a full blown phone system. So you know, if you're coming over from the neck or the you know Avaya guy days, like that's a similar deal. Now, obviously, it's a lot easier to manage and a lot easier to do, um, and we love it because we can deploy it nationwide. I mean, I've got a I've got a church in New Hampshire right now. We go live this week on another three stores in in uh, in Kansas that are going live. That my guys are able to do all remotely. You know, we can configure them on the bench, ship them out, and they literally just plug two cords in, and you know, the whole system's live and working. Um, and it makes it impeccably easy to manage on our side and we're doing you know the way we run it is full phone system as a service so the customer if they need to change an extension number if they need to change a voicemail if they need to do anything they call us um, or email our support desk which means you know we need to make a little more per month on it than just reselling someone else's solution and because our you know, we've got in-house engineers that are, you know, top tier certified with them as well to be able to answer anything so that we rarely have to send any, any tickets into 3CX, understanding that we're selling a phone system here, not just a seat on another service. Um, but I, I love it. Um, it's a great money maker, and it's uh, a, a really good way to keep, for us at least, keep very involved in that customer life cycle. Um, and the other big thing I've found that i enjoy from an msp side is that uh when customers switch msp providers they rarely switch phone system providers so you know like any msp out there we've lost a customer here or there as we've gained others and uh we have never lost a phone system customer so uh <laughs> even when we lose the msp services we keep the phone services which also keeps yeah. us sticky in that network and keeps us sticky with that customer um which is great for you know years down the road when that might change and they might be looking for a new solution and they can go oh yeah our old it company that's still been doing our phone systems fantastically for the last you know five years let's call them up um so it's it's just one of the many reasons why we love them yeah absolutely i mean the flexibility with 3cx2 has been huge for us i recently recently just onboarded a uh, funeral home and this guy has eight locations spread out about 30 minutes from each other and his main phone system was at his hq location and he either had phone numbers from the other locations forwarding in where he had to buy more and more lines to get yep. them into the phone system, or he was just forwarding into his answering service, which was costing him an absorbent amount of money. So I recently ported all of his numbers to our SIP trunk provider, put 3CX up in the cloud. Now he can be at any of his funeral homes. He can answer the phones on his cell phone. He can go into Chrome, answer the phones. And then he's got all the phones at his main HQ and he is in love with it. He's stopped having to send phone calls during the day to the answering service from this funeral home or that funeral home. Everything's all in one system now. We have all the numbers IDing so he's able to answer the phones correctly, whether it be funeral home X, Y, or Z. And yep. I saved him about $450 a month making this change. And that's including the hosting, the SIP trunk cost, and the uh, cost for the 3CX license. Oh, so. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And you probably have some decent margin on that as well, which is 
is good because obviously there's work to maintain and keep that. Um, but especially, yeah, especially for those multi-location companies and in today's world of unified communication needs, I mean, the new app with the, you know, video calling between three CX endpoints is fantastic. Uh, the, the video conferencing, the audio conferencing, uh, the webinar system, I mean, all of it's, uh, Again, you've got a full-blown phone system at your disposal with all the features you could need, and uh, it, it, it rocks. Yeah, I mean, just yesterday, we lost power in our building for about an hour and a half, and I wasn't at all worried about losing phones. My cell nope. phone rang. I still got the phone calls. It was great. Like I always tell my customers, hey, look, your phone system, your building can burn down like something can happen, whatever, your customer will never know it because your phones will constantly, they'll still ring to the right places. They'll still ring to cell phones if you want them to, or they'll go hit a voicemail and you'll get that email voicemail. Like whatever happens, your customer doesn't know about that interruption, um, which is in my opinion, quite critical because you know, that's what we want. We want that continued communication path to be there. We never want that ring, ring, ring until, you know, they hang up or that, uh, you know, busy signal, which is, you know, all, all too well, uh, <laughs> all too well known. So, uh, love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had a medical office that their phone system went down and kept going down for multiple days and it was coming back where it was just saying this phone number is no longer in use or this phone number <laughs> no longer works. I'm like, Oh gosh. Yeah. You're a medical office and that's, that's not good. And no, yeah, not at they all. were, they were scrambling for about, Ooh, a week, week and a half trying to get that system back up and running. Um, yep. So we, we recently, we recently just had one day before Thanksgiving, got a call from a local place. They're like, Hey, uh, our, our phone system doesn't work. Like we're moving. Like, what can you guys, can you get out here, do something? I was like, all right. They're like, yeah, we have this like blue X 16, whatever from Amazon, you know? I'm like, well, look, I've run across it. I don't really recommend it, but sure, we'll come out and take a peek. Come out there, take a peek. The thing's got bad caps in it or something. It's blowing out anytime you hit stick more than two phones on it. And like, they just bought it and all kinds of wiring issues that were going to cause problems being on an analog system like that instead of IP. And so I said, look, let's just get you on board with it. Literally four hours later, I had the phones dropped in, phone system up and working, like calls being answered, everything like that. Just, you know, done. Like it's so quick and easy to do, especially when you have all the, you know, policies, procedures, everything else already laid out and set up that, you know, we were able to roll in there and they had a bad phone system and we had them up and operational, you know, mere hours later. And that was after making the sale and like doing all the, you know, doing all the work to get them on board first. Um, which is another thing I love being able to just kind of, you know, instantly come in, spin up an instance, have the system live. I don't have to schedule a tech to go out there and install something. If I need, you know, if they're hard down, I can have a phone system up for them, you know, in minutes and being routed to cell phones and, and computer, you know, uh, Chrome apps, stuff like that, you know, in minutes. And, yeah. and that's, that's just, you know, impeccable. So, yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely like it. And I, I, I like the, uh, the fact that we're kind of more responsible for it end to end. Um, that's something I'm, I'm pretty passionate about in most aspects of the business is, uh, I don't hand off support. Um, you know, if we're going to support it, if we're going to sell something, we provide that support end to end. Um, it's one of the reasons we started selling three CX was just because, you know, I, last thing I want to do is, is tell the customer, Oh, we've created a support ticket. 
Like, I, I don't want those words coming out of my mouth ever. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't do that. We replace the computer. We replace the phone. We fix it, whatever it is. We don't, you know, I'm not going to sit there and wait for a computer to get, uh, you know, uh, a service technician from HP or whatever to come out and fix something. That computer either is hot swapped or it's one of our in-house systems. So we just replace the parts as needed, you know, and the same thing on the phone side of things. Like I don't, I won't do the whole, Oh, you know, kicked it back to the vendor sort of deal. And some, every once in a while you still have to kind of massage things around, but, uh, in general, the support buck stops with us. Um, and that's, that's really what I, what I prefer and allows us to, to be much more on top of our own response times and our own response rate and in customer downtime because we're never waiting on another vendor. And that's what, uh, that's what I personally love as well about about 3CX is it really allows us that control. Yeah, very nice. So I, you've spoken about it a little bit, but if you want to expand on some of the different verticals that you guys work in across the uh, two different uh, brands that you have on the MSP side. Sure, sure. Yeah, so I mean, when it comes to the vertical side, I mean, we're we're in rural rural Wisconsin, so you know, the, the two counties we're based in have maybe 200,000 people combined, which is actually quite a few. But uh, there's also a large quantity of uh, IT companies, too. Um, so I don't want to say that we work in any vertical on that side, but relatively, I mean, we probably do more work in manufacturing, distribution, uh, larger network type needs like that. But we have a lot of small offices. Uh, we really don't do much when it comes to the medical side outside of like small chiropractors, stuff like that. Uh, we just haven't had much luck in the uh larger side getting anyone to want to pay for correct support <laughs> and we don't we don't play that game like you're either HIPAA compliant or you're not i don't i'm not going to support you if you won't be um but uh then on the national side uh you know we do a lot in the veterinarian scene uh animal care um just because that happens to be a couple of our larger clients so on that side uh, we do a lot in in uh logistics couple of our larger clients are on the logistics side. So like uh, packaging, shipping, uh, warehouses, stuff like that. Again, more companies that have larger, larger scale quantity of operations across the country uh, that want all of their facilities to be at the same level. Uh, and typically that have, you know, IT that, that desire that. Uh, so that's kind of where we end up working there. We've done some work and are expanding in the, uh, the uh, marijuana side of things. Um, you know, excited to kind of see where that market goes. We haven't directly marketed it, uh, but we've gotten a decent amount of decent amount of business so far out of that um, side, and it's definitely uh, definitely an interesting uh, interesting vertical. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, it's more more just you know where we're partnering on what companies uh, across the country on that side of things. Yeah, very nice. Now, I, I might be making an assumption here with you being in Wisconsin, but do you do any work with farms or anything like that? Because I'm starting to get a little bit more into farms because all the counties around us are all just farming. And what I'm starting to see is like technology is so driven in farming now. It's crazy. And they really do need somebody to support that stuff and help them out because they can go and fix a tractor, but they can't fix that technology that's helping them run their whole operation. Well, you'd be surprised on the fixing the tractor part. Uh, most most manufacturers really don't want the owners touching those anymore. Uh, go go right to repair. But uh, anyway, <laughs> sidetrack that. Um, <laughs> uh, the 
we do have a decent number of farms, uh, mostly larger ones. I mean, we're still a heavy family farm uh, environment, especially in the dairy cattle, uh, you know, dairy industry. And so we have some of the bigger farms around that we do support. Um, it's on the smaller ones. It's a challenge because everyone wants everything, but they, a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, at least by us, they don't have money. And not that we only go after customers with money, but if they've got four computers and it's a 30 minute drive out there and they want to replace them every 10 years, it's just not, uh, you know, they, they'll, they'll be customers of our retail stores. Uh, they're really not, you know, targets of our MSP side of things. Uh, the bigger farms that, you know, have offices and staff and accounting and, you know, actually like have full offices, uh, those we do have a decent number of, but it's not necessarily, you know, I probably have more manufacturing uh, companies as customers than I do have larger scale farming operations. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting to see. I mean, I grew up in a farming town and it's, it's crazy to see the growth that's happened just on the technology side in oh, the absolutely. past 15 years in the in the farming industry and all that and just how reliant they are on these things and now cameras are coming into play heavily i mean i have one farm that wants to light the whole place up so they can watch the grain silos so they can watch this i mean just last year i had to set up a camera system for the farm that my mother actually works at and they wanted one camera specifically on this machine that was making ice Yep. So one of the techs wouldn't have to go there at two o'clock in the morning, hoping that it didn't reach the auger and is now jamming it up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's been coming into play a lot more and uh, it, it's great to see. And uh, it's really been helping the business moving out there. And the problem is the people that have been supporting those farms are just, boy, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to clean yeah, up a lot there's, of this. There's a, there's a lot of those and that's, that's kind of a constant challenge we're up against too, is, uh, I'm, I'm very much a problem solver. Uh, that doesn't mean that necessarily all my texts are necessarily that way. Uh, I'm very much, you know, uh, I much prefer pr procedures and SOPs, everything like that. At least what I found in a lot of the farming situations we've gotten in is that it's difficult to write SOPs on the sales and technical side for a lot of those situations. Uh, so they're hard to standardize which yeah. means a lot more involvement for myself or one of my senior guys, which isn't bad, but it also means, you know, more of a challenge. If I've got to go out there and engineer a large point to point setup with cameras and night vision over here and, you know, IR blasters over there and, you know, solar, solar over here and, you know, kind of design and build out this whole system at this point, unfortunately for me, I, or fortunately, I guess like, you know, I can either go do that and spend two days on that project, or I could go spend two days on one of our other corporate projects. Yeah. And so at this point, like a lot of that is an area where, you know, I'm a fan of it, but I don't have this time at the cost that is doable for those farms and for those situations. Um, you know, unfortunately on a project like that, if I'm doing it for the city, it's, you know, they're, they've got a, they've got a half million dollar budget. If I'm doing it for the farm, they've got a $5,000 budget. And you know, that's, <laughs> that's at least kind of the reality up by us on a lot of it. So I like it, but it's definitely, we've probably done less and less as time gone goes by just because the, uh, the time, Time investment versus money budget available uh, just hasn't, unfortunately, been uh, been on the same playing field there. Yeah, I mean, there's been a few situations where I'm scratching my head on who did this and why did they do it. I mean, I took over one farm that the office was connected to the main shop over a Cat 3 cable. 
Then oh, they yeah, had a media converter that converted it <laughs> to go into an RJ45. Yep. And they were wondering why they were getting like two meg out of the shop and they couldn't do anything. <laughs> so, oh, and their main Wi-Fi was a little plug-in uh, extender that was in the front <laughs> of the shop. And this was like an 8,000 square foot shop. And they wondered again why they couldn't get Wi-Fi in the back of the shop. Oh yeah, yeah. We run into that all that a lot. That doesn't matter. Unfortunately, that doesn't matter. The industry. Uh, we just read in a trucking company that was very similar, where you know they had just a hodgepodge of stuff all across their property, and it was like you know just just crazy. But it was like you know that's that's why we get the call in, and you know, uh, right. A long weekend to work later, it was all redone. So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. We're happy I mean, the clam, and I'll take yeah. my check. That, that specific farm, we took everything off of a folding table and <laughs> moved it all into a rack, into a closet, and made it much cleaner. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so got to love those uh, solid transformations, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what type of hardware stack are you deploying at these customers? I, I know on the national side, it's more dictated by the company you're working for. They have their own internal IT. But what are you guys doing on your MSP side where you're controlling the hardware? Absolutely, yeah. So on our, our MSP side, uh, we've uh, recently been making the switch over to Nano um, for the last number of years. We run Sophos firewalls and then uh, Ubiquity equipment, typically for, for switching in, in uh, Wi-Fi. We have been switching over to the Nano side uh, just because of better integration with our RMM being Nano slash Autotask RMM there. Um, as well as the lifetime warranty and a lot of other, a lot of other aspects that I'm not super thrilled with where ubiquity is heading. Uh, so we've, we've been making that transition and been very, very happy with it thus far. Uh, you know, I don't have a problem with most companies out there, but I'm always about trying to standardize as best as possible. Um, and that's where we've, we've been switching over to the nano side. And so far, like I said, so far, so good, real happy on that side. We really haven't delved into their their firewall or routing situations much. Uh, I think they're a little underpowered from what I've seen so far, but that's why we typically still uh, still run all the Sophos uh, firewalls. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to say, I mean, Datto as a company, it's it's been crazy growth for them. Uh, I'm right in Rochester, New York, and that's where the founder started the company, was in his dorm yep. room at RIT. And it's crazy to see how they've grown in the past 10 years or so. And the fact that the kid just came to town a year ago and donated $50 million to RIT as a thank you for letting me start my company here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been crazy. And of course, I mean, their backup solutions are, in my opinion, one of the best options out there as far as, you know, for me as an MSP, as an owner, not necessarily like I'm an owner operator, but my MSP side, I've got, I've got a senior manager involved, stuff like that. Like I don't, I don't. I don't touch the MSP side, but maybe four days a month. Um, so, you know, I really need products and solutions that are well, well engineered and well, you know, they're, they're, they're at a, a solid point in production. Um, and, and so far Nato's been that, uh, they're the number of issues we have with them are very little and very few. Uh, so really enjoy it. Plus the, 
I don't know, their support's been solid, everything like that, and their backup solutions have been uh, rock solid. I mean, we had, we've had a few instances where, you know, everything from just an employee losing a file to, you know, some physical issues on site to virtual issues, whatever, and being able to, you know, spin up those backups in the cloud or, or on a separate one. We even had one site that ran on the backup server for like three months while they got to work with the software vendor to get a new server in on the other side. And we were running a good old IBM AS400 system um, and all being backed up with Nano, of course. So literally the Nano appliance ran the AS400 for, you know, a million square foot facility for like three months, which was rock solid. <laughs> wow. Hey, Chris, what are what are the killer features of the Dato switching um, devices? Like I'm looking at the E31008. Have you used that product before? You know... <laughs> this is this is gonna be bad, but uh, I honestly don't know. I, I leave that up to my guys on the MSP side. Uh, pretty much, I mean the the one of the big reasons we we made the switch. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the reason we made the switch at least is the uh, the lifetime replacement as long as it's under service uh which uh, the way the service ends up working out i mean it's a monthly cost but it it breaks itself even even versus ubiquity in about three years so literally i could eat the cost for three years and it would be the same price as ubiquity um which at that point now i've gotten a three-year next business day replacement enterprise level warranty um also slightly better power uh so you know that's been that's been good. The only switches we use are the uh, are the full rack mount switches. So sure. that's the only ones we've used are like the twenty four and forty eight port um, units. Which I mean, right now I've got I've got a forty eight port right now running forty eight full ports of PoE, no issues, fully you know VLAN everything like that, uh, fully managed. All the ports are managed out, split everything like that. You know no. No issues whatsoever. Fiber uplink, you know. Um, I'm not, I'm not by by trade really a, you know, in depth network engineer on it. I employ a couple, so <laughs> I, uh, you know, they they tell me what needs to be done and what needs to work, and and they haven't told me that they don't work. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm assuming the integration, like you mentioned, with with Dado software, is probably one of the killer features, like the cloud management, no one. Yeah, it's it's getting pretty solid. I mean, all being in one pl- in one login uh, is really nice. Being able to log into that Dado dashboard and being able to hop into a switch and make changes and having it all not- right. you know notified and tracked and you know integrated into that customer dashboard is is really nice um it also makes it easier for you know managing what solution or what what they're being charged because it tracks all the devices on that customer site who they're assigned to you know our costs for that customer everything like that cool thank you which absolutely <laughs> so Sorry that... i didn't have better better answers there <laughs> So that allows us to segue nicely into the uh, software package that you're running. How are you guys supporting your customers from a software standpoint? What are you guys using? Yeah, so we've got the, we still have the Sophos. Uh, we've got Dato, obviously, uh, PSA, RMM. Um, and then we're using Quoter for our quoting on that side of things, um, which had been Socket, uh, which if you haven't checked out yet, you really should, because uh, that software is rock solid. Um, it, it makes such beautiful, beautiful sales presentations. It makes it so easy to do so. Um, so highly recommend that. That's a quarter. But 
we use that and then uh web roots kind of our default av if we're not using uh the sofo side of things um for for endpoint protection which i know is very polarizing in the msp world either love it or you hate it we've been with them for a good number of years we like it we don't have any issues with it we run pretty constant testing everything like that and it it works well, uh, but, you know, I, I realize a lot of people hate it, too. So, <laughs> but uh, um, I'm a pretty big fan. So that uh, that that does pretty well for us as well. So, yeah. And one other piece that I'd love to bring up that we talked about in a mastermind meeting was uh, both of us using Passportal. And yep, yep, definitely use you Passportal. guys, you guys use that much heavier than I do. I mean, I'm just me and my father, one man shop basically on the MSB side. But I mean, the way that you're using it is exactly what it's made for sharing passwords across all your different employees, being able to leverage policies of, okay, they can have access to this password, but not that password. Um, yep. How how do you like that software personally? You know, I like it. Uh, I don't, I'm really more of a user of it than a manager of it, just because again, <laughs> I have uh, my employees manage that stuff. Uh, but I enjoy it. I know we resell it to a good number of our customers as well for internal management, uh, which allows us to kind of, you know, kind of cascade down and allow permissions, everything like that. Seems to do really well. My retail stores, uh, my retail stores seem to like it. Uh, so, so far, it's been rock solid. Uh, everybody, everybody likes it. I don't have any complaints with it. Price point solid. It rocks. I've never had any issues. So I, I, I'm a fan. Yeah. Any concerns with solar winds owning them now? <laughs> uh, you know, I would say yes, but if I said yes, I'm a hypocrite because it's the same thing with Dado buys a company and everyone's all concerned about them. And I'm like, come on now, Dado's not that bad. So <laughs> it's, you know, in, in, in the MSP world, uh, there is a, you know, acquisitions are happening and it's going to keep happening. Uh, and so yeah, I'd rather have solar winds owning it than, a number of other companies. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, my, my only concern with it is the fact that I was on solar winds MSP for years. I mean, I went from the three different iterations until it got to solar winds MSP. And part of the reason why I switched to Datto a year ago was once solar winds bought it, they just stopped with innovation. They barely did anything. And I mean, that's what my concern is with Passportal is they're just going to stop <laughs> with making it better. <laughs> yeah, although I think, I mean, if I recall correctly, I could be way off on this. You, you might need to edit this out. Um, <laughs> did uh, did SolarWinds get acquired relatively recently as well? Or are they, uh, I could have swore they got acquired by a venture capital firm. It but... sounds really familiar. Um, so I could be wrong on that again. I, I don't know. I mean, there's been so many acquisitions in the past, like three months. I can't keep them all straight. Oh, it's insane. I mean, I love, I love seeing the, the change in the industry because well, it means it's great things for companies like, you know, ours that are really on the, uh, the, the growth, uh, you know, curve, uh, but it could definitely be a challenge for, for other ones too. So, yeah, I love it, uh, but it it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, every time one of them gets acquired, it usually does leave a hole in the market for somebody to innovate something. So, I uh, I can't complain too much. 
Yeah, and Blake's actually looking it up right now. They were acquired, and it's by uh, that Thoma Bravo that like everybody yeah, in our MSP groups yep. freaks out about. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So that I that I wasn't so far off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do we need to edit something out? Is that what I heard? No, no, no. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> there's enough chatter in the msp groups about how they feel about that place that uh we're, we're in a good spot so. soma bravo is the, is the company what are they just like a vc firm or i've never even heard of these people yeah more or less yeah huh. they, all right they're they're snatching up uh properties all over the place it's not even funny so yeah, it'll be it's... interesting to see what happens it it's definitely an interesting one. We'll uh we'll see how that that plays out, but uh, you know it's the industry. So they're yeah. they're based out of Austin, Texas, Solar Winds, and they're hiring. There's 30 jobs available. Oh, I interested. can go interview today. Then you should go interview. <laughs> see what happens. Like, kind of get like a feel for the company and the culture. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Since I just happened to be here, <laughs> I like so, it. So the next question is usually how I ask this is, what is the device that you can't leave the house without? But for your case, what is the device you can't leave the hotel room without? <laughs> so I try and avoid to avoid not bringing with my uh, my Surface Book, Surface Book 2. My whole crew runs Surface Books. I love them. I know some people hate them, uh, but uh, they rock, especially with the full dock. Uh, so I usually try to keep that. Honestly, I mean, that my phone, uh, that's... 90% of my work, that's what's run off of it. Otherwise, I have three 70-pound Husky bags that travel with me across the country everywhere I go. And uh, those have pretty much every tool I could possibly need in them. But otherwise, I mean, the uh, the cell phone, the, t the, the computer, and uh, I usually try to have like a 24-in-1 from Weha or, a, or a, well, whatever they are now, uh, or an 11-in-1 from Milwaukee, something like that with me uh, as well. But other than that, I mean, it's really the really the cell phone is the the critical critical one. Oh, absolutely! I mean, it's with all the different apps that we have now, just to run all of our different services. It's it's amazing. I mean, we could just do everything from an iPad or from a phone. It's it's great. I mean, uh, last week we were talking about how I'll just sit on the couch and update firmware on Ubiquity devices. <laughs> it's it's yep. so nice. <laughs> and yep. I mean. I, I don't have the same type of scale of ubiquity devices as you do, but hey, I'm not I'm not usually involved in uh, in in messing with those too much, except for when I'm in the field deploying them. And believe me, I just got off. I'm sitting outside of a site right now that I just had to horse with uh, manual firmware upgrades on four switches because apparently they came off an old pallet, so they were sitting on like three seven or some ungodly oh, old gosh. firmware. So oh. I had to manually push all those. Yeah, I remember uh, those days. <laughs> yep. So thankfully the laptop and the good old SSH and uh and win SCP for the win, you know. So very nice. Very nice. So in the low voltage nation, we have a hashtag that we go by called the gold standard. How do you set the gold standard for your clients, whether it be your clients in Wisconsin or your national clients? Um, so I mean, really our, our main focus on a lot of that, um, and honestly, I don't even remember what I put on that uh, put on that <laughs> survey. So, <laughs> um, but uh, our our biggest thing is is you know coming alongside our customers and really partnering on them with them for long term success. And 
you know, I'll, I'll take a, a short term loss or, or, you know, cut profit to make sure we're providing the best solutions at the end of the day. Uh, some days that means, you know, hardware as a service, uh, or we make money on that, but like, you know, uh, we'll, we'll provide financing for the customer or whatever we need to do to make sure we have to do the job once and do it right. Uh, and that goes for, you know, whether or not we're running three cables, we're not going to run them across the drop ceiling. They're going to be all in J hooks correctly, all firewall penetrated correctly, you know, all done the gold standard, all, all done the right way. Uh, versus just, you know, all oh, these are temporary, so we're just tossing them across the ceiling. Um, it's the same thing in the, you know, the, the MSP side of things. Uh, you know, we roll our stack out. We're not going to be using a bunch of, uh, you know, Soho routers and switches or whatever just because this place says, oh, I'm only going to be here for a year. I don't need that or my budget's not big enough. Uh, so we really, you know, look at and, and get that five-year plan with the customer and really push for, for what's going to be best for, our side support wise as well as for the customer side long term um and that's really where we try to try to elevate that and then just keeping as much support as much management everything else in-house so that allows us to really stay tighter on support stay tighter on turnaround times and uptime stuff like that similar to you know why we use 3cx so we don't have to pawn that support off i never want to tell a customer oh let me support you know let me put that support ticket in like we are the support ticket <laughs> company you know um so that's kind of where we really really push that up obviously you know choice of materials choice of stuff i mean you know we're we fish walls we do all that stuff on infrastructure you know if you follow any of our instagrams you know uh netline cobs one of our contractors and he's a He's a rock star on the security side, getting wiring in places where uh, nobody thinks it could go, um, and uh, doing some of that stuff where you know we really could could elevate that standard. Uh, but uh, that's kind of kind of where we're at on that. Yeah, and I don't know if if you've seen it too, but I mean, even if you're just doing a one off for a customer, say you're running a handful of wires or you're just rewiring the whole place, you never know if they they could come back to you in two years and watch you for the MSP side. I mean, that just happened to me. We have a car dealership that we went into, and it was initially supposed to be just throwing these access points, throw these switches, and be done with it. We ended up rewiring the whole entire building for them, cleaning up their whole entire server room, and I just got a call two days ago to come in for a meeting because now they need full me fully managed services. And we were their only phone call and we were their first phone call because they remember us from the work we did two years ago and Absolutely. standard of work that we gave them. Absolutely. We're just finishing up a project in, uh, in Milwaukee. Now we do all the, all the wiring for a couple of different security companies. So they do the, they do security to access control in the state of Wisconsin. So we don't really do much of that in Wisconsin. We do a lot more nationwide. And uh, so we do all their all their wiring, uh, you know, access control, cameras, everything else. Well, we've got one customer that uh, well, let's just say their IT company, if they're not on the way out, will be on the way out, uh, especially after some some interactions. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, they're building a uh, they're building a new building, and uh, we've already got you know, got the in for, for most likely for all the wiring, everything like that, you know, nice little 500,000 square foot facility and uh, a real good chance. We'll probably be, uh, be a definite contender for the MSP side, just because, uh, you know, their companies, they're already happy with us on all the wiring and all the other stuff and the, the security and access control companies saying, Hey, <laughs> your, uh, your IT guy sucks and you should really give these guys a call. And they already love us from all the, all the work we're doing in there already being 
a lot better looking and, uh, you know, everything else than what their, their current provider was providing. Uh, so real good chance, you know, we'll probably get the call on that in a year from now when they're ready. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the way, that's the way that works, you know, which yeah. is, is awesome. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, one question I love to ask everybody is where do you see the industry going in five years? I mean, I know everybody has their own different thoughts and that. I mean, some people think AI is going to take jobs away from us. Some people think mm-hmm. that everything's going to the cloud. They're not going to need us anymore. Where do you see things going in the next five years? I think it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, the, you know, we're kind of involved in three different verticals almost in this, in this industry. And I really see the low voltage side expanding drastically uh yep. just as as security <coughs> sorry hold on one second no problem yeah no i i definitely agree with him and low yes. voltage is becoming huge i mean it's Absolutely. everybody wants something everything's connected to the internet now yep and it'll be exciting to see i'm really looking forward to how uh the led lighting takes off you know we're actually in the market if anyone out there has recommendations they're working with we're in the market for a, for a vendor to use on that that's really looking to expand uh you know i'm i'm excited to see how that could could expand out especially in larger scale office facilities uh you know with with poe lighting um i know ubiquity and some other places have some stuff out there i'm not really sold on the, their longevity of the market um so really exciting to see see where that's going uh see where you know with unfortunately the focus on security uh, we do a lot of schools and uh Unfortunately, that's not going to stop. So, you know, as far as the focus on security, so, you know, we anticipate a lot more access control, a lot more cameras, a lot more sensors. Uh, So that's going to be an interesting continued uh, increase in the market. And I think an increase in demand for quality, quality attention to detail, you know, tax and companies, as well as, you know, multi-site project management, stuff like that. So it'll be interesting. I I tend to think, you know, we're going to see more companies expand in that. uh, And and I think it's going to probably end up being a little bit more competitive. But if anything, it's, I think, going to drive pricing up because it's going to become more specialized as well uh, to a certain extent. I think the standards that are going to be demanded in that industry, it's kind of moving away from the old Cat 3 telephone wire, put it anywhere you can, and really more towards the you know, uh, low voltage cleaner, I don't know, well supported, you know, well laid out and it's becoming a critical infrastructure piece versus just kind of a wire across a ceiling type piece, you know? Um, so I think, I think that's where that's going, which I'm really excited with, you know, Blake with low voltage nation with everything, you know, a lot of great, great players we've got kind of pushing the movement ahead as well, um, across the country. I think it'll be great. Uh, the MSP side of things, I think the, uh, I think we're really going to see, honestly, <laughs> I think there's going to be a decrease in the number of MSPs out there. Uh, right now, unfortunately, there's MSP has been the buzzword for the last 10 years, and it's been what everyone's gotten into from the copier companies to the, you know, security companies to the local mom and pop computer shops, everything like that. And one out of 10 does a good job. Nine of them, you know, seven of them do okay enough to squeak by. Two of them have failed already. Uh, and with the secure, the focus on security, especially a lot of the, a lot of the action I see from a lot of these places, you know, everything from not updating your firmware stuff to just all kinds of things, you know, the number that are getting breached by 
uh, you know, ran, ransomware. I think ransomware breaches on MSPs are going to probably go up drastically. And yep. most MSPs, when they get breached, are not going to exist. Um, they're just, you know, between lawsuits, insurance claims, etc., it's just going to happen. And then there's also a large quantity that are, uh, you know, getting up there in age, uh, which is, you know, well and good. But just like every other industry in this country, as as folks are getting older, <clears throat> a lot of times they don't have, they either did, didn't build the company to be sellable, or they don't have someone lined up to be a good successor. So they just sort of, you know, close up shop. Um, and then, of course, the last kind of sector there is the the quantity they're going to be acquired. You know, we've acquired two or three companies so far, and <clears throat> we're on the prowl always to to acquire. Um, and I know there's been a couple of big companies that were larger than us by a long shot that, you know, get acquired similar to, to Dato and SolarWinds <laughs> on, the, on the large scale. Um, so I think acquisitions are going to be, you know, hot. Uh, hopefully valuations uh, on those get a little more realistic on both sides. Some days they're a little a little far-fetched, I think. But uh, it's it's an interesting thing. And then uh, on retail, I don't know, it's... It's it's the best guess out there. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, with retail, it's you got to change with the times. And I mean, even on the MSP side, we have to change with the times. I mean, Blake just connected me with binary defense because I want to make sure we're hardening our security and offering the best services to our customers. Because, I mean, a hot button issue with me and Blake is all these ransomware attacks on yep. MSPs and, and the the bad name that they're giving MSPs. I mean just because Joe Schmo doesn't patch his public facing remote access software doesn't mean we all do that. And yep. And it, it, it's also, honestly, it's scary to me in a lot of the older, not necessarily older MSPs, but a lot of the older thinking MSP telephone and security companies, because the number of times I walk in and find access control and security camera systems wide open to the world uh, is just, appalling like it's scary <laughs> yeah no we can go down a rabbit hole on that <laughs> I, I can go down a rabbit hole on that because i lived it for the last one and a half years of my life but i'm not going to mention it <laughs> <laughs> it's just i'm like you know I just talk about talk about scary when these things are you know these systems are what's controlling our 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 businesses our customers our lives our infrastructure and, you know, whether or not it's low bid or whether or not it's just, you know, people not knowing what they're supposed to be doing. And I, I'm not claiming to be an expert on it, but I know we spend a lot of time and a lot of money uh, making sure that our, our systems and our customers' systems are hardened. And uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a scary, scary world out there for sure. And I mean, in all honesty, I don't even think some of the time it is not low bid. I think it's just they don't know what to do. I mean, I, I had a conversation with a camera installer a few years ago. They were a very high bid, but they didn't know that you can access the cameras over a VPN. They said, no, you have to open these ports and this is the only way you can access yeah. the camera system. And yeah. just mind blowing that you can access it over VPN. I'm dealing with it right now because we're there's a project we're on that, uh, well, let's just say there's been a lot of changes and uh, you know, we're sort of just one part of the uh, one part of the wheel, and you know, our recommendations. We're on the security side. It's like our recommendations are X, Y, and Z. But if IT or if if corporate or whatever don't agree with it, then I'm like, look, like my hands are sort of tied. If you won't institute a VPN, 
then you know i but you need remote access like your options are either vpn or open these ports and i highly recommend vpn <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day i can't force them to create a vpn because we can't you know like we're not that vendor so you know that's kind of what it comes down to and so it's it's a real interesting one you know unfortunately it will bite them in the end and you just got to make sure you got that documentation that hey we had this conversation remember right. <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> so as we were talking about the landscape in it is constantly changing how do you keep up with the uh ever-changing landscape oh it's uh it's a lot of honestly it's been a decent amount of time on you know instagram facebook uh forums little bit on YouTube, um, a lot chatting with, I, I love getting out meeting and uh, whether or not it's in person or online or phone call or whatever, you know, other, other leaders in the industry, uh, good to a decent number of trade shows. Uh, but, uh, you know, I follow guys like, like Tom Lawrence, which if you ever get a chance in Michigan to stop over and harass him, he's a great guy. I'm the Lawrence technologies there on YouTube, stuff like that. Uh, just watched one this afternoon actually with, uh, with the guys from Huntress Labs on uh, how to think like a hacker and if you guys haven't watched it yet you really should it really uh is a bit bit on the eye-opening side um so you know just just a lot of kind of constant constant knowledge intake uh it's 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 sort of the way i uh i process things whatever it's hard for me to sit down and like do research on something necessarily unless i have to but i'm always always reading always always listening to stuff uh but that's kind of kind of the way i end up doing it you know so yeah i mean you're very active in the slack and you're extremely active in the msp facebook groups i mean i think to myself when when do you ever sleep i mean i see all these pictures of all this work you're doing then i see i'm on facebook oh there's chris commenting all over the place I'm like <laughs> when do you sleep <laughs> it's it's just called my crazy schedule you know so i'll be sitting on a plane and half asleep and be on play the wi-fi and go oh so and so has this question okay here you go <laughs> <laughs> you know read whatever so I, I i'm a i'm a huge fan of you know reading and just constant constant knowledge acquisition you know yeah absolutely and i i'm glad you uh spoke about tom lawrence he's such an amazing asset to have now i mean his youtube videos are so great he deep dives into everything i mean he's so hardcore about security it's amazing i mean you were talking about the huntress stuff and i remember seeing a tweet he put out the other day where they were kind of doing some research for that huntress lab video and they just found a random industrial control system that was wide open to the internet yep yep <laughs> that's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> yeah just a little bit like oh look there's a city's water control system and we can change the valves Right. Right. And, and with all these MSP attacks, he's done some deep dives on it. And it's just, it's really sad they, how simple it is for them to attack us. It, it's just, it's really frustrating. Well, just, you know, it's every time I hear an MSP, whether or not it's in the Facebook groups, whether or not it's in person, wherever it is, go, oh, I'm too small to matter. It's like, you know, they brought it up as well and it's the same thing i've been saying for years like it doesn't matter how small they, they, they throw a, a cup of sand against a wall and it's all about what sticks it doesn't matter if you're a huge kernel or a little tiny you know stick uh, uh you know kernel it doesn't matter like if it sticks it sticks like they're gonna attack you like it it 
they just go after huge batches of IP addresses of, you know, <laughs> of vulnerabilities. Like it doesn't matter how big you are or how small you are. Right. And one of the recent vlog uh, Thursdays, he was showing everybody Shodan and how with just this little search engine, you can find all the open ConnectWise control systems that have <laughs> vulnerabilities on them. Yep. You know? And that's, that's one of that's their attack vectors. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it's, it's, it's scary, but yeah, I mean, Tom's, Tom's good people. I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting him a good number of times and I frequently ship equipment to his, uh, his store over there. So for our, our stuff that we do over in Michigan. So he, uh, we actually just finally got a pair of uh, 43 inch touchscreen TVs out of his lobby. So uh, anyone's <laughs> been over there recently and tried to uh, wondered why there was a pair of TVs in the lobby. That's my fault. My apologies. So <laughs> 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 they're gone now <laughs> oh man that's great but uh yeah no he's he's good people so <laughs> well guys uh i think we are done let let you get back to your fun work out there in austin and uh finish that job up and fly home so where can everybody find you awesome awesome well uh they can they can hit me up on facebook uh chris tiffany uh always welcome to, to add me there sprinter business solutions otherwise on uh on instagram at all itusa llc that's all dot it dot usa dot llc uh and then uh feel free to email me to chris at sprinter it.com so um always love uh meeting folks as well around the country uh just met up with somebody here in austin and i'm actually flying to uh phoenix in the morning for the weekend uh doing another site over there before uh before going home so uh but uh yeah reach me anywhere you want yeah and i gotta say guys he's an amazing resource i've reached out to him a handful of times and he is very knowledgeable and pretty much could answer any question you have for him he's uh in the 10 years he's learned a lot and he's done a lot so thank you so much chris uh hope you have a great night and we'll talk to you soon well, hey, thank you so much for having me on, Brandon and Blake. I really appreciate it. And uh, look forward to, to seeing you guys in Nashville here next month. Yes, sir. Take care, man. Take care. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good night. You too.